I'm Patrolman Bobby Newton. We're here for another episode of the Cape Girardeau Police Department podcast. Today I have Patrolman Noah Jones and Deputy Caleb Jones with me. Good to see you guys. It's nice to see you, Nice Bobby. seeing you too. So, Noah, we'll start with you. You want to give a little background about you, uh, what you do? So, uh, I've been a patrolman with Cape PD since uh, November of 21. It's the only department I've ever worked for, CMO grad. So, uh, I'll go ahead and Pass the buck to Caleb. Well, now, something interesting about you, you uh, were actually part of our Explorers program, right, oh, yeah. prior to coming to work for yeah. us? So, yeah, I was a part of uh, our Explorers post, uh, which was through uh, Cape Girardeau Police Department. That started up in 2016, started through 2017. Um, it was just me and another guy. Uh, we were the two graduates that we had. So that was definitely something that helped me get in with uh, the Cape Girardeau Police Department it was uh, very beneficial, so that was definitely something uh, I was very proud to be a part of. Yeah, and it was really cool for me because I knew you as an explorer, yeah, yeah. watching you come up through the ranks, and then next thing I know, you're out here working the streets yes, with sir. us, so that was really cool, really cool yes, to sir. see. Uh, and how about you, Caleb? Uh, so I worked for the uh, Cape Girardeau County Sheriff's Office. I'm a deputy sheriff there assigned to the bailiff division. Prior to that, I worked for the Jackson Police Department, and I worked worked the road. I've been with Cape County for... This will be three years this month. Yeah, I just enjoy getting to see people every day and interacting with the public. Yeah, and if nobody's noticed or caught on yet, you guys are obviously brothers. So. Yeah. Uh, so how come you guys wanted to get into law enforcement? I mean, is it something that's a family tradition, or is it something you guys kind of decided to do on your own? Okay. Uh, well, so our, our dad was a uh, probation and parole officer for the state of Missouri, and he did that for – it was 31 years. 31 years. Yeah, 31 years. And so just growing up, we saw how Dad interacted with his with his clients. You know, and as I, I've said before, seeing Dad's badge, I like playing with it. He didn't like me playing with it, afraid I was going to lose it. Just hearing his stories of people he's dealt with and, you know, all that jazz. Yeah, that, that's um, awesome. That's awesome. We're so. definitely glad to have you guys part of uh, Noah, part of our force here at KPD and, and Caleb. We you're right up the road at Cape County, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you know we're all one big family. It's uh, yes, that's sir. for sure. So you guys are here today to talk about the Cape Girardeau County Law Enforcement History Project. Uh, kind of a long name, but that's yeah. that's what it's called, right? <laughs> yes, I didn't, didn't misspeak that any. I know personally, I have looked into that, and I've I've talked to both of you guys about it in the past. There's a lot to that that you guys have, and it's really cool. Like I said, I got into your guys' Facebook page, and it was just a rabbit hole that I couldn't get out of. <laughs> I just kept kept looking. You guys got a lot of neat stuff. How did that get started or come about? Why, why did you guys get into that? So between us and our dad, history has always been a big part of us, uh, collecting, you know, preserving and all that. Um, our dad's always collected military, and with him being – with that career path he was, that was something we always got interested in was the law enforcement side. Uh, we knew police officers with KPD, and it just started back around 2013 or so. Got our first piece. Uh, I, th- I want to say it was a tag sale that dad, one of the uh, f- first KPD uniforms, mm-hmm. uh, had that patch. Uh, got that. Caleb really started going all the way to the wall, like about as hard as you can with collecting, branching out, talking to different people, uh, just preserving artifacts and all that. Um, and, you know, that's slowly built up to what it is now today. We've got the page started in 2019, sharing the history of KPD and all the surrounding agencies, you know, all through Troopy and all that uh, is something that we really enjoy doing. And, yeah, and I know you guys have a lot of pieces 
mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. And there's a lot of individuals out there that collect patches. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's a ton of yeah. patch collectors out there. But you guys oh, yeah. go deeper than that. You've got oh, yeah. patches and uniforms and badges yeah. and uh, written material. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you name it, it's probably somewhere in your collection. Yeah. 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 So did you guys start out collecting patches and then move on to um, collecting more, or was it just kind of all-in type deal? Well, what it so it started like with what Noah said. There were uh, two uniforms from KPD from the late 40s, early 50s, and so we had those on mannequins. And then it slowly – what got me going was I wanted to find the badge to match the uniform. Well, it was non-existent. But slowly as I kept looking, I was realizing, holy cow, there's – Quite a bit of this stuff out there. Our first actual badge we got was, that was also in 2013. Mm-hmm. It was Chief Deputy Warren Rowell from Cape Girardeau County. Uh, at the time, it was the Sheriff's Department. And it was two of his badges. Um, we also got his World War II dog tag. The family brought it into a local jewelry store, and we bought it. And then that, because, you know, I was always under the impression that if you weren't a law enforcement officer, you have no business having a badge. And so I didn't really want to mess with that you know 2013 i was a senior in high school and i was like right. man i'm not i'm not gonna collect these things if i this is not what i want to do but i slowly figured out that no you can go about collecting them in a legal way and display them and so that's what really started it was after getting warren rouse badges we just go down the rabbit hole it was a rabbit hole, right. and it's been a rabbit hole ever since so if you had to guesstimate and you may know the exact number yeah. how many pieces do you guys think you have in your collection oh, uh, i mean just Prop- badges alone what about 400 badges? No. Uh, so we have about 400 badges from Cape County. Mm-hmm. We got probably, now we got about 800 badges from Southeast Missouri in general. Wow. So that's from, you know, we, we, we have badges from St. Jen, Washington County, Iron County, but then Cape Girardeau County down, you know, we have 800 total. One of the oldest ones we actually recently got was a City of Elmo, Missouri, City Marshal's badge from 1909. Oh, wow. Yeah. And... uh you know, and you know that's not existing yeah. anymore. But uh, yeah, we just we we hunt them down, and you know, as they say, we beat the bushes to try to find the mm-hmm. stuff. So, is it only law enforcement that you collect, or do you branch out into fire, uh, military? What what all types of pieces do you collect? Um, is it something that maybe in the future you're going to branch out to, or what do you what do you have? So, so we've. Uh, that's a good question. We uh, we actually we collect fire and EMS as well. Last year, I believe it was last year, we purchased the entire collection of Ivan Legrand, yep. late captain at uh, Cape Fire. My former chief uh, yeah. at, yep. at NBC. Yeah, so. yeah. And, yep. and you know what? Believe it or not, Bobby, we actually got, when we bought out every badge that was there, uh, there was probably, what, about 100 badges, give or take? Give or take, yeah. Um, you know, we got his NBC chief badge, captain, lieutenant. You know, we had he, every bit of that, and we actually had that in two separate cases. But, you know, we collect, you know, Cape Girardeau Fire, uh, Gordonville, you know, all Southeast Missouri fire districts, departments, volunteer or not, we collect all those yeah. as well. And going back to Ivan real quick, yeah, that probably filled up half of your collection there because <laughs> oh, yes. I know he worked for several different <laughs> yeah. agencies. So, uh, I think if there was a commission to be had, he had it. Yeah, so. yeah you know, uh, whenever we went to pick it up, it was in July of last year, we took my wife's Pathfinder, lowered the seats, and that's three-row seating, and it filled up. You know, we almost had to bring another vehicle. Yeah. There were so many. Between uniforms, badges, and patches. Yeah. He great, had it. Great guy. Oh, great yeah. guy. Yeah. So whenever you guys collect these pieces in your collection, what do you do with those? Do you showcase those somewhere, or is it just kind of put in a closet? I mean, what, what's your, what do you guys do? Yeah. So uh, with our collection, things we do, 
uh, we do kind of, I guess you can say, show it off. You know, with the uh, Cape Girardeau uh, County Museum there in Jackson, uh, we have put pieces on display with their of the collection. Shows that we have that are local, gun shows, anything like that, we will set up there. We'll normally have, like, some type of theme that we'll run off of, uh, display the pieces there. There are national police shows that we do set up, you know, like bad shows and all that type, uh, mainly up in St. Louis, and we'll get some tables there. Uh, set up a display there and it's you know the displays aren't just you know thrown together or anything you know if it's a grouping to a specific officer you know we'll have their own plaque a little bit of history on them and you know it's one of those things it's each theme will change you know the amount of stuff that we have we're not going to have the same theme each and every single time it's one of those things we enjoy traveling to you know show off the collection show off the history of kpd and all the surrounding agencies and i'm sorry go ahead um and if i could kind of pair it off what he said you know i remember Back, what was that, 2018, uh, when the Cape Girardeau Police Department Explorers, you guys had that banquet? Yes. Yeah. That's been 18, years back. Yeah. And that's uh, that's when we really started displaying what we had. Yep. I know we've been itching to, to do something similar like that because it was so fun having mm-hmm. the, the older, you know, former retired officers coming through seeing, you know, items from people they knew that came to this banquet. Most of it isn't, it, it doesn't get put in a closet. Um, my wife would kill me if I did. <laughs> With the way I try to explain our collection to people, it's it's our private collection, but we don't hide it away, squirrel it away. You know, we're more than happy to. You know, if you know an organization wants to reach out, you know, they're doing something historical. Hey, you know, would you mind setting up a display mm-hmm. for tonight's event? Right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll show up. We don't we don't expect nothing out of it. We just love seeing the people's faces when they find something, either of their relatives or somebody they knew that's what brings us a lot of joy you know because as long as you keep that individual's memory alive they don't really die right and that's what we like that's awesome i know i ran into you oh man it's been a few years ago caleb uh (laughs) you're at the gun show with your uh with your display yeah and i ran into you over there and we got talking stuff and i can tell you you've got a you both have a passion for this and it's <laughs> it's amazing to see the work that goes into it and, and the passion that y'all both have for it it's really cool are there any long-term goals like are you wanting to open up a museum i mean because i mean you guys have museum quality material you know um is that something that you've looked into or you know we've we've talked about eventually wanting to do something like that our biggest concern with having those items is the security of the items right you know because you know all it takes is somebody throwing a brick through the window and now all these badges are floating around and that's you know because when these departments give us items we take that very serious and we don't want to lose trust in them of hey these got out you know and now who knows where they are it, it gets to a point with like our collection where you get big enough we have so many items we don't mind giving items back to a department and building a display for them. Right. That way then, you know, you have the public, the officers that work there, or the firefighters, and they can see their history. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's something we, we have talked about. People have mentioned it to us of we ought to open up our own. Right now we're just trying to get through life and, right. you know, raise raise our families. And yeah. But it, it's something to think about. Yeah, it's definitely, like I said, you guys got some really good well, thank you. Good thank product you. in there. So. Thank you. And you brought a couple with you today. Do yes, you want to talk a little bit about yeah. what you brought? So one of the cases no one I brought today, it's a, it's a grouping, which when we say grouping, basically what that is, it's a collection of items from one individual's career. And this grouping here happens to be from Trooper Fred Walker, and he was actually the second highway patrolman killed on the line of duty since they began oh wow trooper walker he was appointed july 1st 1937 and he was shot and killed on december 3rd 1941 four days before uh, the attack on pearl harbor in bloomsdale missouri by uh 
two individuals. In this case, we have a, a rubbing from the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial with his name where it is on the wall. We have original newspaper clippings that the family had. We have his original Highway Patrol hat badge, his original 10-karat gold-filled first-issue Missouri State Highway Patrol wallet badge, and as well as his bronze collar disc with his DSN of 126 on it. You know, this is the second item we have in our collection to somebody that was that gave up their all in the line of duty. And, you know, this is this is like owning, you know, when we collect military, it's like owning a, a Purple Heart. I mean, that that's, right. that's about as personal as you get to somebody. Yeah. And especially with these pieces, I read an article from the Highway Patrol that said that this collar disc here, from what they wrote, was on Trooper Walker's uniform when he was when he was shot. Oh wow! And you know, so that's about as personal as you can get to the, to this man's life. Yeah. And so that's something that we really we cherish because he 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 gave up his his all for for the state of Missouri, and that's something to be proud of. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so, really cool. So what this other case is, it's a display case, and this really showcases our uh, items from the Cape Girardeau Police Department Auxiliary. And the auxiliary was formed back in the 1950s, and it was really at the height of the Cold War. You know, the Red Scare. The United States was afraid of an attack from the Soviet Union. And so what the Civil Defense did is they formed auxiliary police units. Those were volunteer police officers that didn't get paid. Some of them were supplied their own uniforms. There were other departments that made the officers pay for their own gear. What this, this showcases is both of these license plates in here, this one is made out of fiberboard. How it survived <laughs> you know, 60, 70 years ago, I don't know. That came out of the estate of Ivan Legrand. His father, Barney Legrand, was a captain with the auxiliary police forced for Cape Girardeau in the 1960s, as well as this steel civil defense license plate. So both of these were used at one point by the Cape Girardeau Police Department Auxiliary Unit way back in the day. We also have every known version of the patch worn by the Auxiliary Police Unit, as well as every known badge variation um, from the very first badge down to what the Auxiliary Police Unit morphed into, which was the Reserve Unit. And so we have one of the last badges worn by the reserve unit. There's also an ID card from Edward Neighbors, who was a, he was born, I believe, in the 1890s, and his ID card is from 1966, so he was. Oh, wow. And, and you know, a lot of these guys, I believe, if I'm, if my memory serves me right, Edward Neighbors fought in World War One, and uh, these gentlemen back then weren't still afraid to serve their community, even being 70 years old. Right. You know, yeah. so it's just neat to see how, how people. Uh, how time you know, has evolved. It has, and how they <laughs> dedicated themselves. They didn't, it didn't matter how old they yeah. were. These are uh, just a few of we probably got 30 different cases this size at home of just various. Wow. Yeah. Various. And I'm going to get some pictures of those and, and yes, post sir. those as well before yeah. we get done so that, you know, everybody can see those. Because, yeah. like I said, that's something to be proud of and yes, uh, to definitely show off. You know, I know it takes a lot of hard work to put all this together yes, and, and have everything. Yes, sir. So if somebody wanted to donate something to you guys or possibly sell something, mm -hmm. because I know you guys buy stuff too, right? Yes, I mean, sir. it's yeah. not just all handed to you. You yeah. got to. Yeah. Take your hard-earned money and go yes, out and, and purchase this stuff yes, as well. Sir. How do they get in contact with you? So a good way to really get in contact with us would be through our Facebook page. And it, that, it's just under the name Cape Girardeau County Law Enforcement History Project. Given that we're both in law enforcement, we really don't want to put out our cell phone numbers. Sure. But if somebody wants to reach out to us through that, we can get into contact with you um, and we can arrange you know, generally speaking, what I tell people is I would prefer to buy the item from them just so they're getting something out of relative's item, you know, right. and that way, God forbid, if something happens to our collection, you know, I, I would really hate to have to go back to somebody if they loaned it to us and say, hey, it's, you know, it, it, it got burned, you know, right. something. 
you know, just that way, then we we are we are responsible, you know, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. But you know, yeah, everything that you see on our, you know, to those listening, everything you see on our page, we've either paid for, you know, we've we've gone out and beat the bushes for. Yeah. And yeah. I'm telling you, you guys have an amazing page, <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff on there. So yeah, thank you. Um, it's really really cool, and you guys, like I said again, are doing an amazing job with it, and just preserving that history not just with kate pd but across the board like you said saint jen all the way down yes, to yes, the boot hill i guess yeah. down yeah and and we got uh i believe it was last week we got into contact with chief crump and sergeant mcclure up there in saint jen and told them what we were doing you know and and you have uh, you know they were more than willing hey come up here and we'll see what we can help you with there's agencies that are more than willing to go out of their way bend over backwards to help you and then there's others, and we get it because, you know, there's been collectors in the past that have obtained items either for nefarious reasons right. or turn around and they get rid of them. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something we don't do. And, and I get why some agencies get jaded over that because who do you trust? You know, you don't know me from Adam. Right. And I'm coming to you asking for this. So yeah. I get having those trust issues, yeah. Yeah. you know, and uh, pretty well, even if it's a badge from across the state of Missouri, if that person wants us to take care of it, it doesn't make a difference to yeah. us. You know, we... Is there any item out there that's like the golden item that you guys mm. have been searching oh, for man. and you just, you know, like, <laughs> you just really want this item? <laughs> I would say it's probably the first pattern KPD badge. Yeah, so that funny was... story. A friend of mine, he's actually a detective over at Cape, uh, Cape County, Steve Hayden. He's the jail uh, investigator over there. Um, when I first met Steve back in 2018, I think it was, 2019, he came up to me randomly at the show and said, hey, he said, did you get that old KPD badge that was for sale at an auction house in Texas? I said, man, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Who who are you? You know, because I, I wanted to know, OK, who 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 are we? Who am I talking to? You know, and he introduced myself and I didn't realize putting a face to a name. I'd talk to him on Facebook. And at that time, he was with the AG's office for Missouri. He's a good guy. He goes, you didn't get that badge? I said, no. And he showed it to me. And it was a first issue cape badge from probably 1910. So we have Quincy Gray's first badge. He was the first uniform officer from Cape. Oh, okay. But this was the first badge that actually said Cape Girardeau Police on it. And what was so neat about the badge, it was made by S.G. Adams, is at the very top of the badge, the city used, uh, you know, our French heritage, they engraved the Florida de Lee at the top of it, kind of at the northern point of the star. It was a five-point star. You know, so that's something we've, we've, we got a hold of the auction house. They wouldn't tell us who bought it. Right. You know, we said, here's what we're doing. You know, we're not going to hound the person. If they don't want to sell it, can you reach out to them for us and just see if they'd consider it? Absolutely not. So that's something, you know, at one point we had an offer on Facebook. I was believe the, the badge sold for only $500. And we had an offer, I believe, for 1500 to try to find that badge. And even said, I'll pay a finder's fee to find, you find me that badge. Right. You know, because that's the last one we're missing. And didn't hear, didn't hear nothing. But, you know, anything, you know, we try to track down the old sheriffs from southeast Missouri, talk with them, see if maybe they, they would part with any badges. You know, like I said, we'll, we'll buy anything. And so that but, badge know. was at an auction in Texas? In Texas. Wow. So if you want to, you, you got a minute for a neat yeah. story? Yeah. So something neat. This was back in 2020 at the height of COVID. Mm, uh, I got a hold of no one. I said, you wouldn't believe it, but there's a gold coin auction in Australia. And it has a Cape Girardeau Police Department chief badge in it. So how much was that plane ticket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully, thankfully, they allowed me to bid online. But here's the kicker. It cost, I believe, total, just for the auction and the premium, it, it got bid up to $500. We got it. But then FedEx, because I wanted it overnight international to make sure it got here, shoot, that cost like 100 
$200 plus, and they also charge for uh, fuel for the plane. Oh, I've wow. never heard of that kind of <laughs> yeah, charge. Yeah. But, you know, and we try to do research of who, you know, this pattern of badge matched what Chief Garricky wore back in the day. Well, what we didn't know until we started talking with older officers is Chief Garricky, I believe it was his daughter, lived in Australia, and he would visit. And I'm sure at some point that's probably how that right. or he knew somebody, mm-hmm. met a chief, you know, or a police officer down there. But, you know, it, it, we've bought a Cape PD patrolman badge from London, England. And wow. it's original. You know, they make their way, make their way oh, all over, yeah. all over yeah. the place. Well, I mean, and a lot of officers will go to these trainings and and meetings, and they'll swap patches yep. mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff with yep. other officers from yep. you know everywhere. Or even yep. if some officers when they're on vacation, they'll carry yeah. a few patches with them, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. do some swapping that way. Yeah. So, it, but it's really cool to see that it ends up in those other yes. areas. Yes, and you, then they're available again. Well, and, and you know what's so funny is, is there was a chief back in California that would write to all the law enforcement agencies in the United States asking for badges, and these agencies would willingly send them, just send them whatever badges they had. And he, what he would do is he would pop the pin assembly off the back, drill two holes into it, and mount it to a wall. And it's funny back then how, you know, these these police departments weren't concerned with somebody possibly getting hold of the mail, you know, and grabbing a badge, and now. You know, that stuff, it's taken serious. Right. Of, hey, that's a badge. Mm-hmm. Watch what you're doing. Yeah. Back then, it was like, all right, throw it first class, and we'll get it shipped out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just funny how times times have changed. Yeah, I mean, which they needed to. They do, yeah, yeah because you <laughs> yeah. don't need John Doe running around with a detective badge. Right. Because that, that just spells trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Again, it's uh, Thanks for having Noah, us. You. Noah Jones with Cape PD and Caleb Jones with Cape County Sheriff's yeah. Department. So yeah, That's us. So. Thank you guys very much. Thanks for having Thank us. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Our next episode will air on September 12th. We got a lot of great shows in store for you. Make sure you follow along so you don't miss an episode.